Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Have you ever wondered why there are times in your life you seem to procrastinate on certain activities, to-do list items? Well, today I am going to share with you why I absolutely love to procrastinate and also why I am going to tell you that you are never at a loss for motivation. And the way that I'm going to share that with you is a 27 and a half minute recorded conversation that I recently had with somebody on Clubhouse. Now, before I play that conversation for you, and teach you what is the cause of your procrastination and how to put an end to your procrastination should you desire to do so, I want to talk just a moment about Clubhouse. I don't know if you know this. This is only the second episode that I've produced for the Cliff Ravenscraft Show for 2021. And that's been very intentional for those of you who have been longtime subscribers and have been listening along as I have released content over the past year and a half. I made a commitment a year and a half ago. I'm no longer going to be, quote unquote, consistent in a release schedule as far as a calendar date. But I will only be consistent in a schedule of releasing content by inspiration only. And I have potentially good news for you. I think it's good news. I'm feeling inspired that there might be a radical shift in the number of episodes that I will be inspired to create for you here. Now, I just want to remind everyone, if you haven't checked it out yet, head over to trainwithcliff.com. That's my Patreon podcast. That's a patro- That's a podcast where I have continued to publish content every single week, and there's a lot of valuable stuff over there. That's all I'll say about it, trainwithcliff.com if you want more information. But there is certainly going to be even more content in the Train With Cliff audio program, and I have a feeling, I have a sense within me, some sort of intuitive feeling that says I'm going to be inspired to create and share with you a great deal more content for you here in the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, and I think it's going to be as the result of my new clubhouse strategy. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know that I've gone into great depth here in the Cliff Ravenscraft Show about clubhouse, although I think I, you actually, now that I think about it, the episode right before this one was a clubhouse conversation, so I'm pretty sure I've introduced the topic there. And by now, you should know what Clubhouse is. Even if you're an Android user and you have no iOS device nor a desire to secure an iOS device to check out what the Clubhouse platform is here on, I'm recording this introduction on March 18th, 2021, at least you've heard about Clubhouse. And if not, it is an audio-only application, social media tool, 
which I think is the greatest social media invention since podcasting. And I do consider podcasting to be a form of social media. It's certainly media, and I do think it is social. However, one of the benefits of Clubhouse as an audio-only platform, being that it's media of audio conversations live in real time, what I love about the social aspect of Clubhouse is just how engaging and interactive it can be. So I have fallen in love with Clubhouse. If you don't know fully or understand what Clubhouse is, I encourage you to check out a blog post that I've created over at mindsetanswerman.com clubhouse. That article gives you a brief summary in my own words of what Clubhouse is. Then there are three links to three individual articles that will not only tell you exactly what Clubhouse is in great depth and detail, but also how to use the application and platform step by step. And then even as a content creator, it will teach you, there's an article all about the the best tips on moderating your own rooms in this Clubhouse platform. And again, I know I'm recording this on March 18th, 2021, and for those of you who are Android users, I want you to know that the Android app is coming in the near future. It's my favorite thing I've experienced in social media since the invention of podcasting. And if you go to mindsetanswerman.com slash clubhouse, I think the title of that blog article, if I'm not mistaken, that I've published is why I'm going all in on clubhouse or actually it's I'm going all in on Clubhouse, how and why. So I share in that article, again, mindsetanswerman.com slash Clubhouse. You can actually read all of those descriptions about what that Clubhouse is. You can get all the insight, all the information you could possibly need about Clubhouse. But then I actually talk about what my own strategy is on Clubhouse. And I have committed to being on Clubhouse on a consistent basis, at least for the foreseeable future. Now, I don't know when you're listening to this, and there's a chance that what I'm about ready to say is my schedule may still be going on. It may not, depending on when you're listening to this, or at some point in the future, I may have shifted or changed my scheduled dates and times, or at some point, I reserve the right to no longer feel inspired to host rooms on a consistent basis. It just is what it is. But one of the things that I am thinking here and now is that if you were to go to mindsetanswerman.com slash clubhouse, regardless of when you go to that page, it should have my current commitment to scheduled rooms there. Now, currently, as of Thursday, March 18th, 2021, I am committed to being on clubhouse, at least for the foreseeable future, every Monday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And then every Wednesday evening from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's two hours every Monday evening for 90 minutes every Wednesday evening. And I'm currently doing some stuff on Friday mornings. I'm not gonna go into too much great depth on that because that's not a room that I personally fire up and facilitate and host. 
Uh, I am co-moderating with a friend of mine that I've met through Clubhouse. She's from the UK, and it's about, okay, so I am going to go into a little bit more detail. It's about the law of attraction. She titles the room every week. It's called The Law of Attraction for Life, Love, and Abundance. And I do get a good, fair amount of opportunity to speak in that room, and it's typically 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern time. Now, currently, we just made a shift here in the United States uh, for daylight savings time, and I know that the UK will make that shift, I think, in another week or so. So currently, it starts at 7 a.m. I'm still going to be there at 6 a.m., all this other stuff. Just if Here's the other thing that I'll say, and then I'll, I'll shut up about Clubhouse and my schedule, because everything else you can learn at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash Clubhouse if you really want to know. But one of the things that I've decided is that once you get into Clubhouse, you may or may not be thrilled with the uh, the onslaught of notifications. But there have been a number of people that say, Cliff, man, I, I really wish I would quit missing your rooms. And so that's why I d- decided to create some scheduled times that people can put on their calendars if they want to. And I do have people that do that now. I, I, for the last couple of weeks, I've had people... They're like I start the room at 7 p.m. on Monday night, and then boom, the first four or five people tend to be the same four or five people because they've been sitting there waiting for that room to launch because they are eager to find out what's going to be discussed that evening. And, And I think that's awesome. I love it. And I'd invite you to be one of those people. But the thing is, though, is that I am so in love with this Clubhouse platform that I'm oftentimes engaging in other people's rooms. I get invited to come up on stage, and if I feel like I'm going to be there for a while. Sure, the app has the ability to notify you, but what if you have your notifications for the app turned off because, well, you're following a few hundred people, or in some cases, I know people who follow a few thousand people on this platform, and you're just like, how do I get close notifications in the onslaught of all these others? And many people just, they just turn off or pause or stop their notifications temporarily from the app. But outside of those scheduled calls where I know that I'm going to be there consistently every single week on Clubhouse. What about all the other rooms that I just jump into and I'm like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to hang out here for an hour or so. Or in there are several occasions where I'm like, you know what? I, I don't have anything scheduled right now. I have lots of margin and free time for the next several minutes or hours. And I'm going to browse around, and I don't see any rooms that are of interest to me. So I think I'm going to fire up a a room right now under my own Free the Dream Club. And so I might fire that up, and it's unscheduled. Now, again, if you got the notifications turned on, there's a chance you may or may not see that notification coming from Clubhouse. So what I did is there are a number of people who have expressed, Cliff, I just want to know about everything that you do on Clubhouse. I, I, I really, I'm not saying that I'm committed to being at everything you do, but I want to be notified. And sometimes I just don't get all, I, I just get this onslaught of Clubhouse notifications. And so what I created is a Telegram broadcast channel. Now, Telegram is a free app. It's a messaging app. It's called the Telegram messaging app in the App Store. And you sign up for a free account. And if you go to mindsetanswerman.com slash notify after you have Telegram set up, then it will automatically allow you to click a button that says subscribe to or follow this channel, which is titled Cliff on Clubhouse. 
And so I send out my own private, personalized text messages notifying people when I'm doing something actively on Clubhouse. So for example, I might, uh, I just did a room last night, and so I need to schedule my next scheduled room for Monday evening, and so I, I once I get that scheduled and I have a link to that room, I'll say, hey guys, I want you to know that I went ahead and scheduled my next room for this coming Monday evening, whatever the date will be, and by the way, it's from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time, and here's the link if you if you want to put this in your calendar. So that's one of the custom notifications. But other custom notifications are like, hey guys, I've been on Clubhouse browsing around for the last 35 minutes and I came across this room titled such and such. I've been here for the last 20 minutes and I'm going to commit to being here for at least the next 40 minutes. And if you'd like to join me, here's the link to the room now. And and then I can send that out. So this is what I'm doing on Telegram. I'm playing around, having a lot of fun on Clubhouse. I would love nothing more to engage with you there. If you're already in Clubhouse, that's awesome. If you're not in Clubhouse, I encourage you to get into Clubhouse. And if you're an Android user and you have no desire to go get an iPad or an iPod or anything else that would allow you to get into Clubhouse prior to the Android app coming out, no worries whatsoever. I promise you uh, it's going to be awesome when it comes out to Android. I, I I can't wait to engage with you if you choose to do so on Clubhouse. And all the details, I'm Cliff EOTC, which stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ. So Cliff EOTC is my username on Clubhouse. If you go to freethedream.club, that's my Free the Dream community club. So Free the Dream is my brand slash message that we created, my wife and I created for the Free the Dream conference. Already over 4,000 members in the Free the Dream community. Just head over, you have to have the app, uh, so the Clubhouse app and have to have an account. But then if you go to freethedream.club and click on the link, it should bring you straight into the club on Clubhouse, which you can then follow, and then I can invite you in as a member at some point. So anyway, with that being said, I just want to let you know my one of the things that I have settled on for my, at least for the foreseeable future again, I've settled on the rooms that I'm facilitating on a scheduled weekly basis, the Monday nights and Wednesday nights, when I do those rooms on Clubhouse, the title of the room is likely gonna be called Creating Your Dream Life. How may I serve you? And this is an Ask Me Anything room with the option of live coaching should you desire to be coached live right there on the spot. I've also recently made the decision to start recording these rooms. By the way, if you want to know how to record rooms on Clubhouse, check out mindsetanswerman.com slash clubhouse audio because I get that. It's one of the most frequent questions I get asked is how are you, uh, how do you have such amazing audio quality coming into Clubhouse and how are you recording these rooms when you record them? So if you go to mindsetanswerman.com slash clubhouse audio, all one word, that will show you my setup of how I'm bringing audio into and out of Clubhouse to be recorded. So, but anyway, I am recording these rooms and I recognize that by recording rooms, and, and just so you know, I do not recommend that you record rooms on Clubhouse unless you know all of the terms of service, 
have uh, interpreted them for yourself and making sure that you're not in violation of them. For my own interpretation, and this is my own interpretation only, I know that it, I feel confident that I'm not violating the terms of service as long as I make it clear that I am recording the room and I have the permission of the people that I speak with that before I begin speaking with them, do I have permission to record your voice for potential use in a podcast episode? And, I, and you'll hear that I get that permission in this audio recording I'm about ready to share with you with Keith, who is asking me my thoughts on procrastination. So anyway, I have determined that, man, Q&A and live coaching, where I'm answering questions from my community, that's what I thrive on. I mean, think about what got all of this started as far as the professional pursuits anyway, and that was Podcast Answer Man. And today, what am I? Mindset Answer Man. I'm a guy who likes to answer people's questions. My favorite thing is, Cliff, what do you think about this? Hey, Cliff, do you have any advice for me here? Those are my favorite forms of engagement with people. I'm all up for, and I enjoy many other forms of engagement on Clubhouse, But what I've landed on for Monday nights and Wednesday nights, at least for the foreseeable future, is that I want to do Ask Me Anythings, where people can engage me and ask me anything. And if they want, I can actually coach them if they have that desire. And yes, I do want the permission to record it because I do feel inspired to share with you in podcast episodes of the Train With Cliff audio program over at trainwithcliff.com, here in the Cliff Ravenscraft show when I feel inspired to share a particular conversation in this particular podcast feed. But then I have many other podcasts that I've launched over the years, and I may, who knows, launch, I've, I've toyed around with the idea of launching 21 podcasts in the year 2021. I know that sounds crazy, but I see that as a very real possibility, Uh, not probability, but possibility. All kinds of fun things are happening, and I see how Clubhouse is going to be a facilitator of so much more inspired content moving forward. And if you want to get a feel for what might be experienced during one of my Clubhouse rooms titled creating your dream life, how may I serve you? And if you'd like to engage with me in the way that you're about ready to hear that I engaged with Keith, this is just one sample. I typically talk with somewhere between two to three people on the low end during these rooms. I've talked with this and served as many as seven, eight, or nine people in one of these rooms. And if you want to participate in one of my creating your dream life How may I serve you rooms on Clubhouse? I hope that you'll join me for one of them. And if, depending on when, no matter when you're listening to this, just go to mindsetanswerman.com slash Clubhouse. Or look in my bio, Cliff EOTC on Clubhouse. My bio will also have my regularly scheduled room times. And just one final invitation, do head over and join the Free the Dream Community Club on Clubhouse. It's at freethedream.club, and not .com, but .club. Freethedream.club is where you'll find the Free the Dream Community Club on Clubhouse. So without any further ado, if you want to know what it is that's causing you to procrastinate, 
And if you want to learn how to put an end to procrastination, should you decide to do so, which, by the way, you may not decide to do so, depending upon what you're about ready to hear, here is my engagement that I recently had the privilege of having just last night on Wednesday, March 17th on Clubhouse during one of my rooms. Keith, how may I be of service to you? Well, first, I just want to thank you for everything you've shared so far. Amazing. I almost want to go down that rabbit hole. But the the thing that I really struggle with is procrastination. And I'm just, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on procrastination and what it's, it vexes me at this point. Well, um, that it happens. First of all, let me just confirm. Are you, are you okay with the fact that this conversation is being recorded and I might put it into a podcast episode? Absolutely. Okay, great. So first thought is I love procrastination. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and I'm not being, I'm not actually being facetious. I really love procrastination. I do it all of the time and I do it intentionally. Because anything that can be procrastinated on is unessential. I have never in my life procrastinated on something that must be done. It's never happened. It's never happened for me. And Keith, it's never happened for you. The only thing you've ever procrastinated on are things that are not essential, that aren't a must for you. So let me give you an example of this. I think it was about, no, it's been four weeks ago. Four weeks ago, I put on for Monday morning, send all the tax documents over to Steve, who happens to be my CPA here in Northern Kentucky. I blocked out two hours on Monday morning. And that was like the, it was like the second morning in February. What that means is sending my W-2, sending my profit and loss for the business, send him my tax numbers for my retirement accounts, all of those things so that he can process my tax return for 2020. So that was on there for a two-hour block of time, which, by the way, it would only take an hour, but I blocked out two hours. And, I, and by the way, I have no scheduled activities ever on my calendar on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So my entire day was completely open. But when it came on Monday, I'm, it's, it's time for me to send those documents over. And I asked myself, on a scale of, I, I didn't actually consciously do this, but looking back, this is subconsciously what went through my mind. On a scale of one to 10, 10 meaning I am super excited to do this today, where am I on this concept of sending Steve my tax documents so he can do my 2020 tax return? And I realized I was somewhere around a one on a scale of one to 10. And so what I did is I moved that from Monday to that Friday. And then Friday came around. There's nothing else on my calendar, nothing else whatsoever. And I'm like, on a scale of one to 10, where am I on wanting to send these documents over to Steve? And I was somewhere around a one. And I'm like, is there anything else that I'd rather do than send the, than to gather all of my tax documents and send it over to Steve? Pretty much anything and everything else on this planet is something I'd rather do than do this. 
If it came down to a root canal or sending the text documents over, I'd probably choose the text documents, but they're both pretty low on the scale of what I want to do. And when, and so I'm like, when is the deadline for this thing to happen? Well, it, it ha- I think it's April 15th. Okay, well, let's just move it to the third week in February on Monday. Now, Keith, I want you to know that my send over the tax documents, that two hour block of time is currently scheduled for this Friday. The chances of me actually doing that this Friday, I'd say 20, 30%. Because guess why? It's unessential. It's not important. When it becomes important is as it grows closer and closer. Now, in years past, I've always done my taxes much sooner. But in years past, there's always been a much higher financial need for the tax return that I would get. I'm in a position this year where I absolutely, we have an abundance of margin financially in the business account, personal account, savings account. We're in a very great place financially right now. And then all of a sudden, the U.S. government decides to drop another 7K into our personal checking this morning. It's like, sweet, I have even less desire to do that tax return right now because it's unessential. It's not important, not to me. So what's going to happen, what I will do is I'm telling you what I'm doing is I am procrastinating on purpose because there's other things that are higher priority for me. I'd much rather do this. I'd much rather do that. And I want to live a life of my dreams. And my dreams is to do more of what I want and less of what I don't want. And certainly none of what's not essential. And so what will happen is as we get closer to April 15th, and actually it'll probably happen within the next week to two weeks, I will do this because it's going to become essential that I do it before the deadline, number one, so that he can get it processed because he's got all the other people that are procrastinating. And not only that, but I also need to make sure that he has plenty of time to work out so that he can find out what's the maximum amount of income that I can put towards my retirement for 2020. And that's probably going to take him a little bit of extra time to, to back into. And so probably either this Friday, that's why I said it's about a 30% chance that I'll do it this Friday. And if I don't do it this Friday, it's probably about a 60% chance that I'll do it next Monday. And if I don't do it next Monday, it's probably about an 80 or 90 or even a 100% chance that I'll do it next Friday. Keith, does all of this make sense to you? It does. Yes, it's, it's very, um, I, I laughed many times and it does, but it doesn't, quite resonate with my situation. So tell me your situation and I can help you put an end to your procrastination if it is something you desire. Okay. So I have been self-employed for the last year and a half and I do digital marketing. And what I found to be kind of a consistent pattern is I've always kind of been afraid of success. I've always been a very humble person. You know, I've people will say, oh, you you did this good or what, whatever. And I, I don't pay that much mind, but I've, I've kind of, I've always had this fear of success. And I even remember the first time I said the words out loud, I will be successful. I almost vomited because it just generated so much emotion in me. I feel like I've worked through a lot of that, but I'm to the point now where like, I'll take on projects. I know I can do the project well, I can deliver good results, I can add value. But 
ultimately what should be, you know, a four week process ends up being three weeks of me not doing anything and then cramming at the end. Do you, um, let me ask you this. You do know, you, when you, let's just take, so some, you take on a project, you give yourself four weeks, but it, you end up cramming it all in the final week of the four weeks. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. But you ultimately do meet the deadline. Is this correct? Yeah. Yeah, and, I do meet the deadlines. And do you get paid? Yeah. Okay. What's the problem? So so do you see what I'm saying? It's unessential for you to do it in the first three weeks based upon your own mindset. And then you do it in the final week. So have you ever heard of Parkinson's Law? Mm, no. Okay. So Parkinson's Law says this. It says the amount of time it takes to complete a project will expand to the amount of time allotted for said project. So what's happened is you have taken on a project that takes one week to accomplish, but you've given yourself four weeks to do it. Therefore, Parkinson's law states that it will take four weeks to accomplish it, but it's only one week's worth of work subconsciously, you know it only takes a week's worth of work, so you'd rather do other things, and therefore you do other things until other things are not an option for you because now you have to actually do what is essential, which is the one week worth of work in the final week of the project. Hmm. That's interesting. I've, well. <laughs> so what you that, could uh, do is instead of quoting somebody a project for four weeks, quote them a one week project and watch what happens when your deadline is on, in one week from now instead of four weeks from now. I promise you, you will get the project done in one week. That makes a lot of sense. And <laughs> I've never thought to look at it from that perspective. So now do you see the story that I was telling you? See how it does resonate with your exact issue? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. After you do that, let's say you procrastinate uh, until the fourth week of the project, and then you do the entire week's worth of work in the final week, and you get the project done, and you get paid. The question I have for you, Keith, is, is it done adequately to your desired level of quality? I would say 95% of the time, I'm satisfied with the result. There is maybe an occasional time where I'll look back or as I'm going along, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I should have done this a little better. But no, I, I for the most part, I am very, you know, I, I believe I'm doing my best work. So, so what I'm hearing is 95% of the time, I am absolutely satisfied with the work that I've done. There, do you see why your your subconscious mind has no motivation whatsoever to do anything beyond what you've already done? Every four-week project that could be accomplished in one week will always get put off until the final week. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. There are a couple of things that you could do to switch that around. What it has to do with is is doing work that you love that you cannot you can't not do, doing work that drives you crazy if you don't get it done because it's like man how could I not do this what a great gift it is, the fine work that you do that is just absolutely I I, I you know what I can't sleep in any longer I know it's four thirty in the morning and my alarm's not set until six but man I just happened to wake up and I noticed looking at the clock it's four thirty I might as well just go ahead and go downstairs and get started on my day because I'm so excited about the things on my to-do list. 
Now you find work like that and you might find yourself getting work done ahead of time. But it's not essential. I mean, it, it, it all comes down to, see, the thing is, is we, we talk about motivation. So a lot of people think that procrastination is a lack of motivation. And it's not. Nobody on this planet suffers from a lack of motivation. We are all motivated people. Motivation is a gift from God that each of us have in abundance, and we never suffer from a lack of motivation. So motivation simply is this. We are always motivated to avoid pain and to attain pleasure. All right, so in this situation, for the first three weeks, you're asking yourself, hey, if I don't get, if I don't get started on this project that I've proposed and that I'm going to be paid for, if I don't start working on this project this week, will I experience pain? The answer is no. Great, so there's no, there's no reason for me to do this project today. Now, let me ask you this. If I start this project today, will I gain a ton of immediate pleasure if I start it today instead of starting it next week or the week after? No. So, wait a second. Okay, so I'm not going to experience pain if I don't start the project this week. I'm not going to experience a, a ton of pleasure if I start it this week. And it's totally cool if I put it off until next week. So you're motivated, you're absolutely motivated to procrastinate. So that you have been motivated to put it off. And that's exactly what I was talking. I love procrastination. I love the fact that there are many things that are on my to-do list that are unessential, that don't have to be done today. And if there's something that I would be more motivated to do, for example, there might be something else I could do today that if I do it, I might be able to avoid some pain or to gain some pleasure. And man, that I'm always going to choose the thing that allows me to avoid pain and achieve pleasure. And going back to my tax thing, will I experience pain if I don't send him the tax documents this week? No. Will I gain any special pleasure beyond the fact that I know it's off my to-do list? No. Is it a big deal that it's on my to-do list? No. Is there other things I'd much rather do today that are more pleasurable? Yes. Well, then I'm going to be motivated to do that. See, there's never a lack of motivation. It's just it's a lack of leverage. Have you ever heard of the term leverage as it relates to motivation before, Keith? Um, I don't know if I've heard. I, I understand leverage in the financial sense, but I don't know about the motivational sense. So leverage is kind of think about, about it in the physics sense. So trying to take something that's very heavy and hard to lift and stuff like that. If, if you just take this big, huge boulder and you try to lift it with your own two arms, it's going to be very heavy to lift. It's going to be very challenging, very difficult. But then think about taking a long bar of solid steel or iron or something like that, something that is rigid and strong, and then putting it, putting an anvil underneath of it so that you can actually then use the bar and the the leverage of the bar and the the pivot or whatever to then lift the boulder. Have you does this all make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, that okay. all makes perfect sense. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about leverage. And so here's how you could, if you were to desire to do so. If you want to be able to take a project that you've quoted for four weeks and you want to begin working on it immediately, you actually have to do a process of creating leverage using the motivating forces of pain and pleasure. Here's what you would have to do. You'd have to work out in your mind 
what can I create in my mind as a, as a list of the amount of massive, immediate, unbearable pain to putting off this project? If I don't start this project today, I will experience this massive, immediate amount of pain. You have to come up with at least one thing, and if you can create two or three or four things on that list, it's going to be even more powerful. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, if I start this project today, what immediate massive amount of pleasure will I get out of doing so? You have to come up with a list of pain and a list of pleasure, pain that you'll avoid and pleasure that you'll receive of taking action right now, this week, the first week. And once you have that, you actually have to, it can't be just some kind of intellectual thing. It has to be really something that you neurologically imagine and, and just the thought of it brings pain to you. Are you, by the way, are you following what I'm saying? And in, in, in one way or the other, I'm going to give you an example in just a second. Yeah, I'm I'm understanding in theory, but yeah, I'd I'd like to see this in practice. Okay, so here's a perfect example. Uh, back in November 2014, I weighed almost 300 pounds, and since then I've lost over 100 pounds and put on about 20 to 30 pounds of pure muscle. But back in November 2014, I made the decision I'm going to work out six days a week every week for the rest of my life. Now. Here's what was going on through my mind. Okay, I just made this commitment. Am I going to work out today? Oh, gosh. Well, here, here's my old mindset. My old mindset is, wow, man, when I think about going to the gym, I the first thing I think about is the pain of going to the gym. I have to get up early. I have to put on gym clothes. Then I have to drive all the way to the gym. And then when I get to the gym, I, you know, I, I've got to do one of those painful machines or whatever and all this other stuff. And there's other people that's going to look at me. I'm almost 300 pounds. I'm obviously going to be judged by everyone. And uh, and then I'm going to drive home and I'm going to be all sweaty and I got to take a shower. And it's like, man, that's just a couple hours out of my day that quite frankly, I, I could just get work done and, and, and I could be more profitable if I just got that early start, you know, especially given the fact that in the early morning, that's when I seem to be most motivated. And, and so, man, when I think about going to the gym, the first thing I think of is pain, all of the pain. And man, if I think about not going to the gym, I think about the pleasure of getting an early start on my work day and, and, and knocking off some of those things on my to-do list that, that make me profitable and productive. Now, if we know that the single greatest motivating force for our human personality is pain and pleasure, the desire to avoid pain and to gain pleasure, if with that mindset that I just shared with you, what are the chances that I'm going to the gym that day? Okay. So yeah. So this is all making sense. I mean, yeah, if, if you're looking at it from that perspective, I wouldn't want to go to the gym either. Absolutely. I'm going to be motivated to avoid the gym. I'm going to be motivated to avoid all of that painful stuff that I have associated to going to the gym. And I'm going to be motivated to go after the pleasure of getting an early start on my work and feeling productive and confident. And I know that all of a sudden people are gonna say, wow, look at Cliff and how much content he creates and look how much he does this and look, man, he's on top of things in his business and blah, 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 blah. You know, so what am I going to do? Now, here's what happened for me, Keith, is this. I began to intentionally change my beliefs about going to the gym. So first and foremost, here's what I decided to do back in November, 2014. 
I'm going to tell the world about my commitment. I said, guys, I know you've heard about my fitness journey since 2008 and 2009, and I know I've been up and down, but here I am, I'm making a commitment to you and to the world, I will work out six days a week, every week, for the rest of my life. I am absolutely going to do this. And then I sat down and said, okay, now that I've actually communicated to the world that I'm going to do this, and of course, a lot of people are just going to be like, yeah, we've heard this before, Cliff. And I know that there are a couple things that I want to do. I always want to be a source of entertainment, education, encouragement, and inspiration to others. I want to always help other people pursue the lives for which they were created. And one of the things that became evident to me is I was not created to be a 300-pound guy. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell my community about this, and now here's what I'm going to do. So the thought of not going to the gym, I need to associate pain to it. What's going to happen if I don't go to the gym today? If I don't go to the gym I'm going to have those internet trolls and everybody else who thinks that, you know, I'm never going to be able to achieve this. I'm going to just prove them all right. I don't like the I don't like the feeling of that. I don't like the feeling of other people saying, "See, I told you so." So number 1, if I don't go to the gym today. By the way, if I don't go to the gym 6 days a week every week, I'm telling other people they were right about my limitations, that there's no way that I can keep up with this. I don't like that pain, so I'm going to the gym. What's the second pain I'm going to avoid? Well, I read a book called Younger Next Year, which taught me all about the biology of exercise. And I happen to know that, you know, I'm approaching the age of 50, and I happen to know uh, what happens in our biology when we begin to have our system start to slowly degrade, if you will. And I had learned that if I go to the gym and work out for a minimum of 20 to 25 minutes at a minimum of 65% of my maximum heart rate, I can actually change the cytokines in my bloodstream. And so therefore, I can massively improve my health, improve my immune system, and not only that, but I can actually kick disease out of my body. And so the fact that the thought of not going to the gym means that I will not be able, I will actually be turning down a gift from God, which are those cytokines that will improve my health and kick disease out of my body. Wow, I don't like, the, I don't like that pain. I, I, I'd like to avoid that. The other thing is I wanted to be a source of inspiration. I wanted to be able to be a motivator to say that if I can do this, you can do this too. And so one of the choices that I made is I was going to do a post-workout selfie on Instagram every day. And I also syndicate it to Facebook. And each day I actually posted that that picture of my fat, sweaty face. It was my way of saying, hey guys, I got that workout in today, six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. And I put that out there every single day. And so the, uh, the third thing on my bullet point of list, if I don't go to the gym today, I won't be able to post that picture. I won't be able to post that picture of me saying, I did this today, you can too. Now, the other thing that I came to think of is the fact that I'm going to switch over into the pleasure category. So first of all, I am going to commute to the gym. That was about a 20 to 25 minute. Wow, all of a sudden, I can listen to Tony Robbins 
the most inspirational person that's ever communicated mindset stuff to me, I can listen to my Tony Robbins audio programs like Creating Lasting Change and Personal Power 2 and Unleash the Power Within and The Ultimate Edge and all this other stuff. It's like, man, I'm always motivated and fired up and I love the just the way that it just sets a foundation for the vibrations of my thoughts and how I show up in the world. And I get to listen to Tony for 20 minutes on the way to the gym. And then when I'm at the gym, my heart rate gets up. And and when my heart rate gets up, I'm always fired up. There have been many mornings where I like, ah, man, I'm just not feeling it today. But there's never been a time where I wasn't 20 minutes into a workout and saying, oh my gosh, I feel freaking amazing. And so I know that I'm going to feel amazing. I know that I'm going to feed my mind, not only on the way to the gym, but I'm going to listen to Tony on the way back from the gym. By the way, while I'm at the gym, I'm going to catch up on some television shows that I want want to binge watch on Netflix or or Amazon Prime or whatever. Or I might watch a YouTube documentary. I might do something else. But I, I, I get entertained while I'm working out on this cardio machine for 45 minutes. I mean, what an incredible gift. And by the way, by the time I'm finished, I've got so many endorphins. I've got dopamine. I've got adrenaline. I Dude, I am on fire. Nothing can stop me going to the gym. I am going to have so much massive, immediate pleasure by going to the gym. And also, everything that's the everything that I just listed as the pleasure, if I look back at my list of all the massive, immediate pain that I would experience by not going to the gym, I would not experience those. So now, Keith, with all of this, what do you think the chances are that I'm ever going to skip going to the gym six days a week? Uh, sounds like it would take an act of God at this point. That's exactly right. It would take an act of God. You'd be shocked at how many times my wife and I are like, we're we're out on vacation somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and I'm looking, where's the nearest Planet Fitness? It's open 24 hours and it's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's you know, 47 minutes from here. Hey babe, I'm going to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and drive 47 minutes to the closest Planet Fitness, get my one hour workout in, do my post-workout selfie and then travel back here. I'll be up and ready and showered by the time you wake up this morning. Is that cool with you? Absolutely. Because that's who I am. I am somebody who's freaking motivated to avoid all of those pains and to seek all of that pleasure. And that's what drives me to the gym every single day. Was that helpful to you, Keith? That's very helpful. That's, uh, that, that, that resonates. So what, so what I did is I actually turned, in the old way, the old thing, the, when, if I ever was in a place of procrastinating, I basically said, this is unessential to me. Yeah, I, I know that I want to lose weight. I know that, you know, eventually if I don't get this under control, I'm going to have health issues. I know all of this stuff, but it's just not essential you know, and so I'm going to put it off and put it off and put it off. And so then I procrastinate. Those are the things that it's like, okay. And, and you know what? I did that for many years. And I'm like, wait a second. If I continue to live this lifestyle, then I weigh 300 pounds. And I'm, I much prefer not weighing, th- weighing 300 pounds. And so that's why I did the things. So while I say I love to procrastinate, I simply do love to procrastinate on things that are truly unessential. The question is, the thing that I'm procrastinating on, I have to ask myself, is this essential in my life or do I desire it to be essential in my life? And by essential, I mean turning something that is, I want to do this, I should do this, I need to do this. The important thing is turning our needs or wants into things that we must accomplish. 
And to do that, you have to actually create and what are called neuro associations. You have to actually just the thought of not working out today is just way too painful to even consider. And the the pleasure that I will get if I just get up and do it right now, there's no way I'm going to pass that up. And right now I can tell you right now I do not have I do not have enough pain to avoid or pleasure to seek by going out and sending the paperwork over to my CPA anytime soon. But the closer I get to April 15th, guess what? The motivating forces of pain and pleasure are rising. Mindset and surmise.